0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another edition of this episode or of this podcast i should say and if you've been paying attention to the professional wrestling world over the course of the last month you'll know that since our last episode even more has transpired tyree what's going on man
1: oh my goodness man the world has been taken up third and flipped beloved WWE is now pretty much underneath the control of UFC, which is something
0: i never thought I'd see in my life. Yeah, I mean, that that that's probably a good starting talking point. But before we get to that, I think we have to address since, you know, I think our last, if I remember correctly, our last episode took place three days before this, and we haven't gotten the chance to really discuss it yet. Um, unfortunately, as we all know, three weeks ago, the untimely passing of uh, Bray Wyatt, who goes by Wyndham Rotunda's real name, um, shook up the wrestling world. Nobody saw it coming. Um, I just kind of want to ask you now, like, wh- what wh- what did Bray mean to you as a wrestling fan? Like, what, what kind of impact did he have on your wrestling viewing? Uh,
1: you know, I always kind of made the joke uh, that... Uh... The Eater of Worlds persona was, um, you know, a wailing Mercy knockoff. But, you know, Bray Wyatt was appreciated. And I mean, he was one of the most creative minds in professional wrestling. Um, uh, and, you know, while I maybe it wasn't on board with everything, you know, that was kind of deliberative, maybe just how everything played off in regards to, you know, the theme, the characters, you know. I, I love the Firehouse Fun. Uh, firehouse fun. Um, fire fire, fire fire, excuse me. Um, and you know, just all the other things, but outside of that, I mean, that goes without saying, that He was just a fantastic in ring performer, he was a fantastic creative mind. Um, uh, and you know, the rest of the world is,
0: yeah, I think honestly, for me at least, he was probably because I took a little bit of a break. Um, I'd say probably from like. Post-34, up until basically when Vince first stepped away from creative. Um, but prior to that, I'd say from like 2013 through 17, he was like one of the main reasons keeping me watching the product. Um, I Everything that he did, whether, you know, you thought it was good or thought it wasn't so good, he kept you intrigued. And that's like, I guess his legacy is going to be that he was one of the most creative minds to ever step foot in the business and that no matter what he was doing, you were going to be paying attention. I mean, even like his most recent run may have not been like everybody's favorite cup of tea, but I know that like, I was still tuning in each week to see like what would happen. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we didn't and we're never going to get to see, um, you know, his whatever he had planned on that last run that he had. But um, for me personally, I mean, I got to see him in his first... It was a house event uh, the the night after Christmas. It was his first, like, match back wrestling, and he wrestled Jinder Mahal. But, like, for me personally, that's, like, just a memory I'm always going to, like, keep with me, probably till the grave, honestly, just being able to see him in one of his, like, last, you know, appearances. But um, that's a good place to leave that. Um, And then another thing that shook up professional wrestling on the opposite end of the spectrum days later was everything that unfolded with CM Punk. And now many, many who listen to this will know that, you know, me and you are not AEW enthusiasts by any stretch of the imagination here, but like we are CM Punk. I don't want to call it CM Punk. We're CM Punk, like in his prime. We're we're prime CM Punk apologists, if that makes sense. Like we both are on the mindset that he should have main evented, uh, WrestleMania 29. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the question I'm just going to pose here is do you think there's legitimately any smoke where there's fire to him possibly making the WWE return?
1: Uh, you know, they say never say never. Uh, and there was a time I thought I was never going to see the Ultimate Warrior. There was a time I thought I would never see him the part of So, I don't think it's going to be as soon as what people are thinking, but there's money in CM Punk at WWE. Um, I hope that if he does go back though, that, you know, the same issue or heated did that was uh, shown where what, who's, no matter who's the blame, you know, it, it, you're kind of running out of you know, federation. That's all you're running out of spots. So if it doesn't
0: work here, if it doesn't work in WWE, then, I mean, whose fault is that? It's- yeah, I mean, WWE's got a history of making amends and, you know, re- rebuilding bridges with guys that they've had issues with in the past. But it's hard for me to really pinpoint whether or not he's somebody that they're willing to deal with, the potential, like, headache that comes along with him. Um, now, that being said, I mean, i I don't think it's – up for debate that WWE most definitely has a much more stricter policy when it comes to, like, backstage bullshit like that. None of the stuff that he pulled in AEW would have flown in a second. Like, they're not going to give you, like, second, third, fourth chances. If he would have did half the shit that he did once in WWE back, especially when Vince was there, like, he would have been gone and they would have just cut losses with him. Like, they, they've proven in the past that – you know, no matter who it is, they'll let you, you know, walk out the door. So I think that he'd probably be a little bit more wise if he came back to WWE and probably not, like, you know, push as many buttons as he did over in AEW. But, I mean, you know, they're doing good business right now. Um, you know, as by all accounts, it seems like the locker room is uh, really good. So I don't know what that would look like by adding him to the fold. But it certainly is something to follow, especially considering Survivor Series is, I'm pretty sure, in his home state. So, I mean, you know, that's probably November. We're probably going to see where the rumors are probably going to catch the most uh, fire. I'd say. I just don't think it's
1: going to happen as soon as uh, I don't
0: think so. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that one plays out. And then since it's fresh, we got to talk about another possible return. Uh, the Rock made head waves today. He was on uh, – he was on the Pat McAfee show, and he actually stated that him and Roman for 39 was locked at one point, and it was supposed oh. to happen. I must,
1: must be upset because, I mean, what are we going to do it? No, whatever. But listen, until The Rock shows up, I will not get my how
0: up. no. He's, he's he's become Bigfoot at this point, dude. You can't get your hopes up when it comes to Sasquatch, bro.
1: He's Sasquatch. So the growing beaten Sasquatch. So yeah, if he shows up, cool. I'll be there and I'll be I'll whatever I'm doing until tune in Yeah. But if not, then
0: I mean then another snake. Yeah, well we'll have to see, but you know, he he was um he's he's in Colorado. Um, which is where SmackDown's being held tonight. So, speculations run rampant that he could be, uh, at the very minimum, backstage possibly, just, you know, shaking hands, rubbing elbows with guys, seeing how everyone's doing, which even that would be, like, at the minimum, at least a a sign.
1: That's automatic. But I'm just simply saying I shall not get my hopes up in such a manner. Yeah. Uh, And – the news that 39 was locked in to be The Rock versus Roman is quite irritating because I, I, I'm not on the I'm not on the I'm not on the side that the Bloodline is losing steam, but it just wasn't as hot as it used to be, and we're running out of time. We're, running, we're running out of time. Of, we're, we're running out, out of ideas. Too. Yeah. yeah.
0: He also said he's open to 40, too. Like, he said, like, oh, Philly is in April. I'm even open to that. So, I don't know, man. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, I just, but Cody has to finish the story, though. and Again, yeah, that that's the thing, too, is, like, we probably missed the boat on this thing this past April. Like, what? the only thing I could possibly think of, and I don't know, like, what they're willing to do with this, the only thing that I could think of, is if they maybe have Cody take the belt off Roman at the Rumble, and then Rock and Roman's a non-title match at Mania. That's the only other thing that I could think of. And then Cody just defends against somebody else. Yeah, I mean that kind of writes itself, right? I mean that's that's literally it. But I don't think there's any. I don't. I don't think there's a path to them doing Rock and Roman in a title match. You know.
1: And, I
0: mean, it doesn't really mean. Violent, but- exactly. So that remains to be seen. But, um, you know, we're about uh, a couple weeks removed from payback. And, um, you know, we're going to give our kind of overall thoughts here um, and just kind of fly through these matches and just give our perspectives here. Um, I don't know about your feelings here, man. I think that every quote-unquote B level pay per view that WWE's done under Triple H always hits in a different kind of way. And I guess maybe that's because, like, the bar isn't necessarily set super high, but they always seem to deliver. And, uh, the show, actually, in my honest opinion, I came out of it actually feeling like I enjoyed it more than SummerSlam, actually. That's kind of where I was at.
1: Um, You're supposed to have those big tight feelings for those big fours, you know, for the summer slams for the World Rumbles. But you're absolutely right. Uh so payback kind of hit a little harder than I feel like some of the stakes were a little thing like that the stakes some of the stakes were higher, it was just that just it just delivered the points home better. Also, you know, I I think I've been very clear that I'm a Desmond Dave fan. Uh, it was good. I, I was happy to see those titles come off, even if it's for a quick second. Because I've always felt like you know, KO and Sammy are like individuals. Ever like put as a tag team, and now we got we can actually have some legit tag team warfare. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm I'm trying not to be a stickler, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I I want to see Kevin Owens with like you know the world title one of these days. I want to see Sammy Owens with the world title one of these days. Putting she them to into a tag team, you know, was good for the feel good moment, but it, I think it lasted a little too long. Um happy to see Judgment Day with that win. Um uh, Rhea, I'm I I don't know how to feel about her because well excuse me, I know how to feel about her, but I don't know how to feel about like her reign because she's a fantastic talent. She's fantastic. You know, but just yes. something doesn't seem to be curling all the way over with the rain. I don't know. It just seems like it's too much diamonds. even though I can.
0: You, you hit it on the head because that's a, I've seen that as a, a very talked about discourse amongst fans right now is like her reign is not. I think it the problem with, that fans have with her reign right now is that it doesn't seem like she's interacting too much with the actual people in her own division as much as she's doing like getting involved with like the dudes in our groups business. You know what I mean?
1: She she's the she's one of the champions from Judgment Day more than she the uh world the WWE women's world heavyweight champion. Right. Uh just this is like you just said like every every few of hers or every storyline of hers has just pretty much been her beating ass. Where there's no real interaction with, between the two, um, mm-hmm. and once again, I know that she's supposed to be dominant, but like her dominance has become bland because there's nothing else outside of her just beating women's ass. There's I mean, no
0: pushback right now,
1: there's no pushback. There's no, there's even as a heel, I think there should be some kind of state. There's nobody. There's nobody who's legitimately made it feel like, you know, he can legitimately lose that title. You know, like there's no one that that it's it's like Super Cena, but like we know she's supposed to win. I don't know, but like just that feeling of Super Cena is like there, there was no one that they put against Cena that I really thought they were going to take the title off, even we against Maga the first time. Yeah is winning this, he's gonna gonna win this until they get injured. It was, you know, and it's kind of feels the same way for Rhea Ripley, but there's because there's her personality as champion isn't being shown at the forefront, it's not it's just not going as well as it should. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and that kind of felt like um this match that she had a payback with Raquel was supposed to kind of serve as like that thing that we've been kind of looking for. Um I think I, mean, I only caught clips, but from what I what I've gathered, it seemed like the the match they had on Raw was better than the payback one because I, for me personally, I was kind of underwhelmed by their payback match. I thought it was actually probably the worst match on the card truthfully. I and I was surprised because I was, you know, from from what I was uh, gathering, they actually had some chemistry down in NXT, had some pretty good matches, so they, see they
1: was beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. It was, they were having some great matches down there, but I mean,
0: overjudging. Yeah. And then they just obviously on this past Raw brought Nia Jax back. So uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know who was asking for that, but uh, certainly wasn't me. I can tell you that much.
1: All right. Listen, in the past I've been a Nia Jax apologist, so I can I'm not, and I can own up to it, an I ain't gonna lie. Um but it's let, let's see. Let's see. Hopefully hopefully I mean some things have changed. I mean, she's she's a little she's faster. It looks like she's uh she's lost still her, Yeah. She's lost weight, but she still has her like her in her intimidated intimidated yeah. intimidation. Still, but she has but she's lost weight. So, yeah. like, better you know i don't i don't really know what the bonsai splash with the blue plus the baby slaps across the face were, but like i mean whatever i'm willing to give her a shot let's see let's see how it does If I'm yeah
0: If, if i'm speculating here i think the reasoning for her being brought back um is like kind of kind of two things one i mean you know we're gonna talk about it in a matter of moments here but um Rhea's competition on Raw from now until Mania, it's almost non-existent. I mean, who? Do, I mean, she's got nothing to do. You know, you need people for her to go. And I think, in a way, since Nia's clearly going to be a heel. I mean, if you heard the reaction, they were booing her and stuff. And I'm even seeing that they reported that she's like listed internally as like a heel, like she's going to be a heel. Um, that's what's being said. So I think that, that they're also going to be using her as potentially a stepping stone to maybe get Raquel over with the crowd because, you know, Raquel's kind of not been getting, you know, she hasn't been resonating yet with uh, with the fans really in terms of reactions. So maybe that's, that's
1: their with way. A face with, a, with a nice back. That's that's, a, that's, her, that's her I know. I, I look at me smile and like, look at my back. And like, once again, from what I've seen, like she can go.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: she can go, man. Like and she'll be like and she'll be not the business the fuck out. So I mean I'm just like, bro, let's go. Let let her let her be unleashed. But until then, she's just probably facing the big fight.
0: Yeah. So talking about the the rest of the uh judgment day, since we talked about it a little bit before with the tag titles, I gotta give you your flowers here first off before we talk about the the, the, the match and the title we did our first-time prediction thing. You were were in a clean sweep. I gave myself – I was trying to be humble here and gave myself only four. I I could have been, like, you know, biased and gave myself the full five five out of six. But I gave myself four and a half because I, like, outwardly predicted Priest to cash in. I was like, oh, he's 100% cashing in. So I gave myself only half credit because I did say Seth would retain. But you had, like, full – you had full – uh, across the board i didn't actually see the tag titles changing hands and you called that one out so i gotta give you uh to give you your just do there so uh yeah i guess you're the you're like the inaugural reigning prediction champion of this podcast as of right now so we'll see if see next. yeah one of one so i gotta acknowledge you for one moment there um but uh as far as the match goes w- was this your match of the night because I kind of go back and forth between this and the Becky and Trish match. Um, this was a really entertaining watch, and you know the finish wasn't inherently shocking, but it was to a lot of people, myself included. Live, I like get it after the fact, but like I actually didn't see it coming. Like I had, I actually
1: thought they were going to have them retain again.
0: Yeah, I I really didn't see it coming. I was like, all right, this guy's got money in the bank already. There's, you know, they're probably not going to give it, but. I mean, I'm actually pleasantly surprised though, coming out of it though, after like letting it settle in for a little bit. I'm like, I don't think, I actually don't think that Priest is going to cash in anymore like before Mania. I actually think that they'll probably, I think he'll probably hold the briefcase past Mania. Um, I initially thought that he was pro- probably cashing in um, at payback, but I said, if he doesn't there, I just don't see it happening now, especially that they gave him the tag titles. I think maybe the Judgment Day split may come after Mania, but I don't know. That's just kind of
1: – Is he kind of McCullough on Judgment Day, or is he just still on some tag along? Because
0: He's still technically tagging because they never
1: – It's been nothing official yet, right?
0: No, they've been, but they've been, like, doing a slow burn where they're. you're seeing the group backstage, like, discussing whether or not they should add them to the group and stuff. So, what I'm thinking is going to happen is something involving war games, and we're going to see something similar, how we saw, like, with Sammy last year when he had the, like, earnest stripes sort of thing. I feel like that might be a possibility on the table.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. And, uh, the match itself, man, I was, it was fantastic. I was, I was... I was happy with both the execution and the end result. Uh, now, if, you know, Sami and uh, Kale would have retained. I wouldn't have tripped, but in, in my opinion, it just felt like it was time to move those titles off uh, and then start getting those a little more rotation. We got some fire tag teams that are going, that are uh, coming out and are reestablishing themselves and. It's not going to mean anything if those titles or there's not going to be any version of those titles that's going to be up for grabs. It's going to be held down by two people who I feel like are you know, already main event players and are, they do better and is, are more successful in the main, main event zone.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said now, I mean, whether they go in this route or not, you've now got two guys, Sammy and Kevin, both as world title challengers in – A pretty thin – it's pretty thin on Monday Night Raw in terms of who Seth – even Gunther as IC champ has his opponents. I mean, you've got Gable there, obviously. You've got Nakamura if you're uh, currently feuding with Seth. But past those options, there's not a whole lot of guys in that like – I'm not even going to call it mid-card because as far as I'm concerned, the IC title and world title are like – you know. 1A and 1B in terms of world titles on Raw, but still think same thing applies. You now got a, two credible challengers now that you didn't have before because they were holding the tag titles. And now you've got Judgment Day um, with a lot of possible fresh matchups now with, yeah. in the uh, you know tag division. But uh, speaking about the Becky and Trish match, they made me eat a nice slice of humble pie. Because they I
1: all, would, eat that piece every now and then, bro. It's it's <laughs> the They don't want but it's okay. I,
0: I was I was one of the uh, I was the guy steering the bandwagon, waving the flag of just this match had no business being on SummerSlam. I'm I'm good, I don't want to see it every enter it anymore. And um, they came out and they uh, you know, they did yeah, I think you can make an argument this might have been Trish Stratus's best ever match. Not even, like, since being,
1: like, ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because uh, she... It, bro, you know how I feel about, like, you know, my my four-horse women versus, like, you know, my attitude-era women versus my ruthless aggression women versus my PG-era women. It's still... And I, you know, I've always made it clear that there's a difference in the style in which they worked um and trish definitely was working that poor horsewoman in the style master like she was doing her like she was taking some bumps she got popped a few times she threw some haymakers like she was out there banging but like, she ain't had to bang this bad since she was going against jazz
0: i think they took that personally like that meme of michael jordan saying like and i took that personally <laughs> that's what they came out. Seemingly, that's kind of where I think they, uh, their head was at. They heard the outside noise and were took, it took a slight towards being left off SummerSlam, which I, I mean, people can say what they want quality wise worthy of a SummerSlam match, no doubt, but I still defend the decision of not having them on SummerSlam because of two things. One, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. The story itself wasn't necessarily super interesting and two, you're not going to be able to produce the quality of match that you had on pay uh, at Payback at SummerSlam due to the high volume of matches that there were on that SummerSlam card. You wouldn't have been given that amount of time. Yeah. So I think it all worked out as as it should have in the end. But um, do you think that this is the end of the road for Trish, or you think uh, after this she, she uh, might come and be like, you know what? You know, I actually probably got a couple more in me after that. I got a new wind here. Well, I wouldn't be surprised
1: uh comes back exactly, maybe one or two more but like it's definitely she, she's, she's definitely on the way out. Right? I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna be a tour today. I think it'll be one or two more like specialty matches. And, you know, maybe one maybe a few one two of this caliber, you know, at this intensity. But yeah. I think she I think it's a lot of time. Right? Honestly, she doesn't have anything else that she really has
0: to prove. You know. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is if she, because I mean I don't know how how uh, how deep into the timeline we are, but if Rhea is still looking for opponents before Mania, I wouldn't mind her coming back and being a face again and being a match of Rhea because I think that'd be a good match. But
1: she's gonna get smashed, man. Yeah. <laughs> I see how Chris did get smashed like that, bro? Riptide is done. <laughs>
0: But uh, as for the other woman uh, in that match, she just actually went and won the NXT women's title on Tuesday. And I've seen that as a uh, – a lot of people happy about that. I've seen a lot of people saying that, you know, she she buried Tiffany Stratton. Uh, where's your head at?
1: She didn't bury Tiffany Stratton. First and foremost, like, you can you can get put over false Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. You know, that was probably the biggest problem. Like, she lost to a uh, future Hall of Famer at WrestleMania, like, main event. Okay, she, she didn't get married, and she put up a lot of money against that same like, The sky is a little bit different. From the strategy. I mean, different strategies. is like, going in my opinion, he's going to be talked to about the same way we talked about Becky in a couple years. You know, but like, everyone gets that false get that side. So Lost, Charlotte done lost, Becky done lost, Bailey done lost, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, also, I mean, all, all the greats have lost. Like there's no such thing as a flawless record. So I always thought that was a I always felt people kinda of tripping,
0: man. I think I think she's a made woman. Yeah, no, yeah. She's only twenty-four to my knowledge. So it's like you know, she's she's chilling. Um but as as far as Becky goes, I think the reasoning behind sending her down to win NXT. Obviously, you, know, you want to check off on the bucket list, you know, saying that you know, you're you're a, uh, a Grand Slam champ, kind of finishing, you know, what you started in a sense with NXT and getting, getting right by winning that title. But I think also from, like, if I'm speaking from a business perspective, um, they're doing that to kind of pop ratings during football season for NXT. I think they're trying to revive that as a brand. Um and uh, I checked the ratings. Actually, he actually drew like yeah. big
1: numbers, like more well, than I mean, more, more than, than when one Money in Becky Lynch matches, man. There's, I don't. There's, there's no reason to pretend otherwise. Like Becky Lynch is a bona fide star. So you know, there's a you know this is Becky Lynch versus Cora Jane, Cora Jane. There's you know Becky Lynch versus Roxanne Perez. Man. You know, this we got all type of Becky Lynch versus Nikita. So. You know, there's all type of matches that we got going down there, and people are gonna to want to tune in to see, you know, who's the next superstar is. Honestly, that's going to beat Becky and get put over. So, I think
0: Tiffany probably might be the one to win it back probably, Possibly, I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't be surprised either if Tiffany gets called up first.
0: Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be bad.
1: Would not be surprised at all, bro.
0: I think, and if you're ready for reason number three here on why Becky's next NXT, I think and maybe this is just me reading between the lines, but I feel like it's, it's the worst-kept secret right now, and I think it's because they're trying to keep Rhea and Becky apart. I think that's the Mania match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah.
1: yeah. Who's the Bianca match?
0: Charlotte, I think. That's not what I want necessarily. But that's just what I think. Okay, oh, I'll take
1: it so, okay. we're,
0: I think we're getting the repeat Rumble winner. If you want me to be honest? The women's side.
1: Oh shit! Oh
0: shit! It's, you know, honestly, if you ask me, if they if they really want to run Bianca and Charlotte at Mania, I'm doing non-title for that. I'm letting Bailey win the Royal Rumble. I just think, man, like she deserves her trust too. I'm a Bailey fan. I don't care.
1: I, I, I too, I too want to see Bailey win. I'm part of the uh, Bailey uh, assimilation. I went on I went in. Um, yeah. Oh shit. Um, once again, I know neither one of us are really big on AEW. You know who, who uh, Jade Cargill is?
0: Yeah, that was the big news too the other uh, two days ago. I think She's yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know if, how accurate that is, but.
0: It seems pretty it seems like from all accounts that i saw it's, it seems like it's legit so and i think i was because i don't know like a tremendous amount about her but from what i've gathered she fits like the mobile of the WWE wrestler better than she is like aw she's more like sports entertainment based
1: rather than like you know
0: in the sort of you know,
1: she she has improved in the ring tremendously and i think that she's going to continue to improve um she looks like a star uh, yeah i'm not ashamed to say i've started drooling a few times while watching her um sorry man she's fucking gorgeous man like i'm sorry and like she looks like what you would expect storm from the x-men to look like it's like yeah she's like real life person like no bullshit. It's absolutely insane. Like, in fact, I think she did a cosplay one time and she had on a storm outfit and it was fucking perfect. So, absolutely perfect. But I want to see if that's going to happen. You know, there are a lot of marquee matches, but, you know, I'm also with Bianca winning or retaining a title at Main. So, hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just speaking about Jade Cargill here. From just a career standpoint, too, making the jump over to WWE is probably in her best interest because she's undoubtedly going to get more opportunities. Not, I'm not even talking about, like, just wrestling. I'm talking about, like, entertainment. Like, you you could pluck her on, like, a Marvel poster and she'd fit right in. Like, she's not going to have those opportunities over in AEW. It's just the facts. Like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I was, you know, people tried to tell me that AEW All In was the, you know, highest uh, highest grossing uh, wrestling event ever, but that was proven to be, uh, you know,
1: fraudulent the other day. So I don't understand the point of just padding the numbers so bad, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, because like, I, I watch AEW every now and then, bro. Like, I'm not a hater. I, I don't, I don't hate AEW. I don't. But why lie? Why? <laughs> Okay, well, there's easy way we can we can find out the truth. <laughs>
0: the funniest part is, is is them and all their fans were doing the same thing to WWE because apparently they buffed up the numbers for uh, Mania 32, which actually, oh. m- mind you, that actually was the truth. WWE actually did, you know. Sort of falsely advertised that they had more fans than they did for that, and that and that's yeah. fine. But so did you. Like you can't wave the flag. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes you worse, honestly, because you're waving. WWE didn't like wave a flag and make like this big like stink about having the biggest wrestling okay. event. That's Sky
1: WWE. right with airplanes and shit. Oh, eighty-two thousand. Right, like they
0: made it a point to tell you that this is the highest. Uh, most attended wrestling event ever. And then it proved out that it wasn't. So, you know.
1: Quick second. My phone's off today. I'm going to die. Grab my turn. Yeah, no worries. Ah. All right, this is going to suck. Let's do this for you.
0: But, uh, yeah, now moving on to the U.S. title, we had a uh, pretty decent match with Theory and Rey Mysterio. Um, solid match, but nothing that, you know, we couldn't have just seen on any other episode of SmackDown. But I think the real talking point coming out of this is where do they go from here with Theory? But I've been seeing some developments in the past couple of weeks, and I feel like this isn't even a bad idea at all, actually. Um, it kind of seems like we're headed towards a Grayson Waller and Theory tag team. and I think I'm okay gonna- with that. Yeah, me too. I think this okay. is probably the best direction for Theory right now because from a character perspective, I think Theory's been at his best when he's been allowed to be like a goofball. Like I didn't watch NXT at this time period, but I've seen clips of him in that the way with like Johnny Gargano and stuff when he was more goofy back then. Yeah. And that seemed to kind of hit a, you know, hit with the audience a bit and then like I mean, the selfie thing wasn't for me necessarily, but he had his moments at least when he was being kind of over the top, um, when he was in those backstage segments with Vince and stuff, having to, like, prove himself and stuff like that. So I think, like – I think with him and and Grayson being, like, a tag team, he's going to get, like, more, like – because Grayson, I feel like, has actually been doing a decent job getting over, like, as a heel. So I think – no pun intended here, but getting the Grayson Waller rub, I think that, uh, <laughs> that might actually uh, help him in the long run. Because I think if you're if like the tag team like hits and they go on a little bit of a run here, you can honestly even pull a direction here where down the line, you know, they're over as like a goofy tag team and Grayson turns turns on him, and then you gain sympathy for Theory. I think that's probably the way to go because. As of right now, I mean, by if you just continue the same thing you've been doing with theory, I it kind of feels like he's dead in his tracks a little bit, unfortunately. Um, so, I kind of need like a hard reset, my opinion on him. But the U.S. title kind of feels like it's—I uh, don't want to call it dead, but it's like really kind of just in the dirt right now, from
1: where it was like a year ago, unfortunately. It seems like all of the steam from any U.S. title feud is all with the IC title now, um, and this is going to sound crazy, but I don't think that Rey Mysterio having the belt has really done anything for it. I uh, he's he's being. I mean, we, I, I guess
0: if they maybe, like, let him defend it a few more times and do something with it, it's still too early. But, like, him having the title doesn't, like, move me in any way, honestly. I mean, I appreciate what Ray's done for the business, but in 2023.
1: It's not, it's not really moving the needle.
0: Yeah, like, I'm just – other than, like, his Dominic stuff, I'm not really too inter- interested, really, in, uh, you know, any Ray Mysterio <laughs> programs the Unless they do something with him and Santos, maybe,
1: but well, I mean that's coming. But uh, I think it's I think it's the fact that everyone knows it's coming and it's not here yet, so right. that's that's one of the problems. But like everyone, see everyone, the, the writing is on the wall. In dry eraser, that's hard as fuck to clean off. Like everyone sees what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But my my thing is like honestly, they, I just feel like they should just pull the trigger on Santos in the first place and just had him win it. You know, I it seems like WWE is stuck in this vicious circle, or vicious cycle, excuse me, where they're trying to create or come up or find the next Rey Mysterio and it ends up just going right back to Rey Mysterio. Well, yeah, because like Santos, like
0: the shirt, the LWO shirts are selling like merch, like people are buying the shirts and stuff, but like. You can correct me if if I'm wrong here. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I kind of feel like LWO is a group people don't necessarily care about the members as much as they just think like the nostalgia and like the shirts look cool if that makes that's sense.
1: That's exact, that's exactly what it was. And I mean and honestly this is I might come off a little crazy. I'm not to be disrespectful, but the LWO was never like really like that powerful. Right. Yeah. In the first place, it was always kind of a playoff of the NWO and a lot of the LWO's popularity or like really like it's biggest boom, you know, at this point was because of Bad Bunny. And so yeah. Bad Bunny ain't there right now. Bad Bunny's doing Bad Bunny things. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's not hitting the same. It's not right. hitting the same. So
0: yeah, um we had LA Knight defeat The Miz and what I thought was actually a pretty, pretty good match. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing coming out of it, um, they're having a rematch tonight, too, by the way. Um, yeah. But the biggest taking point from this match was the interactions between Cena and L.A. Knight, and especially Cena raising his hand after the match. Me personally, I was watching this thing. I thought we were headed for Cena and Knight in a program. Like that's honestly where I thought I don't even we
1: still could end up going there. About to say, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Cena's at this t- at the time in his career where he's in he's in give back mode. Yeah. So, and give back mode means putting over the young stars that are supposed to be running with the torch. Uh or young or you know, current stars, whatever you want to call it. I know LA Knight is like forty. You know, he's on the V D P shit. So yeah. um, but he's gonna be he's gonna be running the show one of these days. He's already he's like still like the top selling merchandise running right now yeah so, i mean he's gonna be running the show like he's you know all the people that uh he's interact there seems to be interacting with is these are the torchbearers right now the you know cody Rhodes, uh the usos at some to, to some extent guys so but you know i'm happy to see it and i can't wait to see it but my god john cena looks different bro nah Oh, oh he, looks, he looks
0: better than he did in Mania though, I think.
1: He he did and he does, but like I'm used, to, I'm used to seeing it like because he's still ripped, but he's like he's a normal person ripped now. He's
0: like, not like superhero, he, comic, yeah. but yeah. And I'm
1: used to like I'm used to seeing it like yoked out too look 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 like he's 280 solid Cena. Like yeah. now he legitimately looks like he's 178 solid. I mean solid <laughs> solid. Yeah. But still. Yeah. I think
0: um, it's also the possibility that because I think Cena's on the Grayson Waller effect tonight and Knight's had run-ins with Theory and Waller. They could have them team up. Yeah. They could do that, too. Get a couple
1: birds at once.
0: Yeah. And then they could face each other after the fact. That might not be a bad idea. Um, Knight hits him with the blunt blunt force trauma for some reason. Sets it up. Bro, I – this might be a hot take. I'm gonna be honest here. I feel like people wouldn't get mad. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a chance they'd cheer it. I
1: I really do. But you might be right. I mean, he could he could kind of do whatever he wants right now. Like he can kind of, no, got literally. A- like he, he could probably
0: walk in the crowd, steal some dude's girlfriend. Nobody would bat an eyelash at it right now. Like that's <laughs> that's kind of like the arc he's on. But that's like the big thing right now. Is like I think. You know, me and you have been like skeptical for a minute. The, that's my one takeaway here. Is I'm pretty sure that the push. Well, I mean, the push is. I mean, it's kind of happening, but like in terms of progression, I think it's actually it's taking place. Like yeah. it's yeah, they're finally it's time, uh, they're finally listening. And then uh, you know we we also saw Cody bring uh Jay Uso back too, and I'm pretty sure man I don't know where your heads at on this but I'm pretty sure this so-called trade that took place I think Cody's getting traded to Smackdown. I can I can see it. We got to
1: continue the story.
0: That's that's the that's the way of getting Cody closer to Roman without having him win the rumble. Yeah. Um, have him win the chamber match on Smackdown. And then that's his way into facing Roman, or maybe he doesn't even need a chamber. Maybe he could just get the
1: fucking match with the guy. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, Roman's definitely going to set up some Mortal Kombat type uh, tower tournament to get to him. uh, But like, I could definitely, I definitely definitely see Cody Cody getting it. Cody getting the job done. What I like about I will go, go back to the Jay Uso situation. What I like is that like the other wrestlers are still. Hey, blood, like about three, four weeks ago, but like you was bashing people's head in with a chair, bro. Like, I'm not like we yeah, not messing yeah, with you. I like that.
0: That's long-term uh storytelling there. Yeah, that's, that's like, some stuff. Why would people... someone
1: you know just forgive, forgive, and forget? Um
0: Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm glad that they did the whole uh Jay, Uso, and Sami Zayn thing, or at least seemingly that's well, they did it not this past raw, but the, the one before. Um because I thought personally that's when the bloodline story was at its peak, is when Sammy was involved. So I think what we're gonna be seeing right now is probably Jay helping Sammy and Kevin against the Judgment Day, and then this might this might end up leading to Sammy and KO, you know, having like jealousy issues because KO thinks that like because he's not on a hundred percent sold yet on Jay Uso himself. And I think because Sammy is, that's going to cause, like, a rift between them two. Like, him thinking that, like. K.O. Yeah. Hill territory? That's what I think. I think think what I think that's what's happening here.
1: All right. Because, you know, when K.O. turns Hill, he powerbounds people's own aprons. So, yeah. Oh, man, that shit looked like it hurt. Bro, me.
0: you remember what he did to J.D. at Payback on the announce table? Did you see that? Bro, I think that was worse than any apron power bomb he's done that's he caught the edge of that table and it didn't yeah, give bro it didn't give like yeah bro that uh... was <laughs> bro it looked like he looked like he just did that to like a life sized Funko pop that's what that looked like
1: <laughs> oh man
0: but uh yeah no, Drew McIntyre has been planting seeds for a heel turn though the past couple weeks. Um, shout out Xavier Woods with uh, one of the more underlooked lines of the week, probably of the year, honestly, by telling Drew that he's mad that Kofi got his yeah. moment in front of eighty thousand, and you got yours in front of zero.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard not to feel bad for Drew in this situation, but it's also kind of hard not to laugh either because like, good God, good God like come on man <laughs> and then you then you paid for it by getting kicked in the head so i mean there's that so yeah yeah maybe maybe leave that 265 pounder alone but like the hill turn is coming oh yeah no, like, he he's um
0: he's facing be- J- he's facing jay uso on monday in a match but i one of the comments that i found interesting was he said – I don't know who he said this. I think he said this to to Riddle or somebody backstage like a week or two ago. He said, um, if Jay messes up once, I'm not going to take it up with Jay. I'm going to take it up with the guy who brought him here. Oh. And he's talking about Cody. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I don't
0: know, man. I
1: mean yeah. – Listen,
0: that's, that's an interesting feud because you could you could play up a lot of different angles. Drew could tell Cody like – Bro, I've done like literally the same exact arc as you and nobody talks about it. But because you've got like the politics in your favor, like Yeah. Cody's followed the exact same yeah. arc to a T that Drew has. But yet nobody, everybody seemingly forgets about what Drew's done. Drew did the whole get fired, go to the Indies, make a name for yourself, come back. Drew beat Brock Lesnar. Drew got screwed by Solo first. <laughs> And then no, Cody's gone through every single tier of what Drew's gone through. <laughs> like his
1: heel turn is gonna be crazy, right, bro. Go. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it bad? Like, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I think I want Drew to win that match if they face.
1: But, oh like, yeah. I like oh yeah. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Drew can't, Drew can't lose another one of those, ma- one of those caliber type matches. He has to win.
0: Yeah, All right?
1: and. And Cody can afford a loss. Yeah, Cody can afford a loss. It's not going days. to. Yeah, you know they can even they can even have uh you know Cody get his get back after Mania or after he gets the title that's fine but like when it when it actually happens Drew has to win that match. Yes, one
0: hundred percent. Um, another big talking point was Gunter broke the record. Thank God, um, Honky Tonk Man can now you know. Take his uh, long-awaited walk down into obscurity. Um, (laughs) What do you think? Where do where do you think uh, this is headed? Because to me, at least, my like my creative mind's getting going here a little bit. I think there's a couple different directions you could take this. If I'm playing devil's advocate here, I wouldn't like if you were to tell me this is the scenario. Would not hate it. Would not bat an eyelash to it. Gunter walks into Mania as IC champ and beats Seth Rollins like Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan style. Holds both belts to to end night one. And then the night after Mania vacates the IC title and they just hold a tournament to decide the new IC champ. But Gunter just never loses the belt and then wins world title as IC champ. That's one option.
1: I'm, I'm not, not mad at that. Yeah. I am not mad at that at all. There's one exception, and I think you're an upset.
0: Option two is just Chad Gable winning the title. Yes.
1: Okay, there we go. That's that's my only real like the he give that man deserves a run. That man deserves a run. Uh the goofy shit carried him when people really didn't care. And you know, I love the shoosh and the thank you. But that that man is Kurt Angle in a way that they want Gable Stevenson to be Kurt Angle. Okay, let him win the title, bro, or let him win that title. He's earned that. He's earned that. Uh But if they do go <coughs> with that first one, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, because Gunther is the man. I'm, I, 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 I am a fan of that man's work. I am a fan of his. I, I, am, I am a fan of the ring gonna roll. I am. I stand there every time. Every goddamn time they say. Sit- <laughs> Like a jackass. I sure the fuck do. I sure do. Hey, man, there's no shame in it. You like none.
0: You just got to own that.
1: What are you doing? I'm standing like Imperium. I'm standing like Imperium. It's, it's Bro, crazy. his pr-
0: his presentation, I'm just going to say it, man. He, he feels like the world heavyweight title or world heavyweight champion on Raw. You want to know how I know this? Aside from, like, the obvious, of course, we're about – Past 50 minutes into this, and we haven't brought up the world heavyweight championship once, so one, that's that's how, that's how I know that he's the world heavyweight champion. Nah,
1: right. damn. Yeah,
0: yeah, which that's we'll probably get to that in a few minutes, but just want to say <laughs> his uh, his pre, yeah, you know, it's kind of unspoken. You have to kind of, you know, you gotta some bullet points to hit, you know, you gotta spread the wealth, you know. Um, Gunther, his presentation. Just the way they had, like, the pillars behind him, you know, his Vinci and Kaiser standing in front of him. They're all decked out in suits, and he's on, a like, a podium. Just A+. plus. If there's one thing that Triple H or what seemingly Triple H, I don't even know what you'd call it at this point, has done, like, 100% to a T perfect, correct, since taking over his head of creative, is the – Presentation, just overall booking of the IC title and Gunther—that's yeah. the one constant for the past yeah. year or so. That's been booked, just flawless. Yeah. For a while, it was the bloodline too, but I don't think you could even say that anymore. It's just yeah, been-
1: no, no. This I, I agree wholeheartedly. They've done some like it. It just like you said, it feels like Gunther is the champion. Yeah, all uh, right. It feels like he's the he is the end boss of every major video game that you play. And like, there's a certain amount of, yeah, I want to beat you, but like, I also respect the fuck out of you. And there's, and that can't be denied.
0: Yeah. That
1: Gunther through demands. And it's, it's fantastic. Cause I haven't seen something like this in a very long time. Oh, I, I haven't. Honestly, bro. Honestly, the last time they really did something like this was like early Brock Lesnar.
0: Well, dude, that's the comparison that I thought of exactly when I thought of this Gable and Gunther match it was like this was like modern day angle and prime Brock. Yep. Like it's the next probably closest thing we'll see to it. Um as far as when the match is gonna happen, you could do it at fast lane. Um I think they kind of teased like T- Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther a little bit on Raw. So they like got,
1: they got history from NXT, so I mean I, I understand, but like Gable, if they're gonna take that title off of him,
0: it's Gable. No, it's it's going to be Gable because Gable also had an interaction with him too. But I'm thinking, what you can do, you can maybe just run Champa and him at at Fastlane, and then like save Gable winning the title for like a big four, like either Survivor Series or Rumble. Like you yeah. could possibly kick off the Rumble with Gable versus Gunter. Have Gable have his moment, and then later that night, Gunter comes back and possibly wins the Rumble. That's probably an option on the table okay because i think it'd be criminal to not give those guys uh like a premium pay-per-view level match because all their matches at this point have delivered but they've also been on free television where you're getting like 10 commercials in between like like they had uh boys go yeah um but yeah it's world heavyweight title um we didn't talk about seth and shinsuke I don't want to, you know, address it too much, but I will say I think that this was probably Shinsuke's best match in probably close to six years on the main roster, I'd say. yeah, that's That was just, like, my personal takeaway. Um, I don't know if he's, like, as good as he once was, but with age, that makes sense. However, I will say he definitely brought his A game to payback, so I don't know if it's, like, a how he's been booked or if you know he's just phoned it in and only kind of shown up when he feels like it but it definitely feels like he's capable of these performances on a more consistent basis but this has been something we've seen for the large part of the past five or so years the
1: king of strong style got neutered when he came into wwe and i thought i felt that once he got neutered uh that he pretty much gave them enough. And I don't really blame him. Um, with that being said, if you let the King of Strong Style off his leash, we got some good matches. I don't think we really have any shitty matches from Shinsuke, but I, there's there's a difference. Like, for example, like not to bring uh, probably his most famous. There's a difference between Shinsuke versus AJ at uh in, I don't know if it's New Japan versus Shinsuke versus AJ in WWE. You no. Know, completely different matches, bro. Yeah. Completely different matches. So it's like it's I think he's I think he's doing what he has to to you know tone his style down and appease who he needs to appease, but if they say just go, uh, Oh, o- chin Skate will come back. And we'll be knocking heads off. So.
0: Yeah. Seems like they're going to run this match back for Fastlane. Um, I actually have this fun fact for you. I don't know if <laughs> this is crazy, but, like, they main evented Payback, and I found out that that was the first time that the World Heavyweight Championship, just as a standalone belt. Like, I know, like, technically – it main evented TLC 2013 when they unified it with Orton and Cena in that yeah. TLC match, technically, but like as just a sole belt, like just world heavyweight title. That's the first time it main evented a pay per view since Undertaker and Kane and Hell in a Cell 2010.
1: Goddamn.
0: That's fucking crazy. That's almost 15 years. Wow. So, holy
1: shit.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you and think? About- I mean, true. I
1: mean, that'll be means it'll be two for two because Roman's not defending for a so
0: no, not until Saudi, it looks like, which we'll get yeah. to. But, um, what do, you, what do you think about just in closing here, Seth's, um, Seth's reign? Just like, do you think he's done a good job with it? Or, uh- I, I
1: think he's done a fantastic job with it, but there's always something about Seth Rollins where it seems like he's. Better chasing the belt or being without the belt than he actually is with the belt. And, and once again, he's done a fantastic job. I don't, you know, if they keep it on him till mainly I'm I'm all for it. They keep it on him after mainly I'm all for it. But there's just something. It just, it always just never feel. It never feels like it's all the way 100% yeah. I don't know
0: what it is. I, you know what it is to me is like he's had good like feuds like I feel like the Shinsuke feud is like it's it's good because it's telling a story like and I like that it's targeting his back and whatever. But I don't feel like Seth's had a feud yet to where it's like suspending our beliefs where like you genuinely feel like oh shit like I don't know who's gonna win this match. Like you've he's had good programs but most of his title defenses, you're kind of just going in with it with the mindset of, all right, this will probably be a banger of a match, a really good match, because you know what the performers are capable of. Right. But, if, but if you went into it thinking that like, oh, shit, he might actually lose here. Like that's kind of like I feel like if him and Drew McIntyre, that's probably I was the just one, thinking that. that's the one feud. Like I'm thinking like, oh, shit, like I actually don't know who's going to win this. He needs something like that. And that's the only thing. And I don't think he's gonna have that until when he probably fi- if he faces Drew, which I don't know if and when that's going to happen. But other than Drew, the next guy would probably be Gunther, which I think that that might be taking place at Mania. Yeah, because I think Gunther- I think
1: I think they're gonna save uh uh the next real big Gunther thing for Mania itself, because or excuse me for Rumble, because I I do believe that he's gonna run the Rumble, and honestly, bro, they like. Too. The closer the closer we get to it I really think they're gonna run back Cody and him uh one and two or two and one and then you know just go with a different result bro I, I really do bro because that's everybody keeps joking about long term storytelling man but like it's when it's there man it it, it makes the product Brilliant. better.
0: Sign me up because I'm with you. Like you want like that that's probably how I would book it honestly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, we can move on to the uh, the bloodline a little bit here. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm not saying I'm out on it, but, like, it's cold for me. It,
1: it, I, it's cold for me. Bro, I'm, I'm waiting to see what they're going to do. Like, I, I'm too far invested just to just dive out. But, yeah. like, it's it, – it doesn't – it's it's – they're starting to go in circles circle because, like, if they're going to have Jimmy turn on Jay – then what was the point of Jimmy doing all that in the first place? Because the whole the whole I did this so you didn't turn out like him, only for you to go back to the bloodline it don't really make sense. Like what what are we doing? What are we doing? That's listen.
0: The, the I think that the the bloodline itself is gonna just kind of be spinning its wheels until Roman comes back, and I don't anticipate that happening until probably the SmackDown after Fastlane at the earliest. Yeah. So that's truly when the bloodline story is going to like truly happen again. Jay's on another brand. Solo and Jimmy can't carry that by themselves at this current juncture. Um, But what does intrigue me is by all accounts, seemingly where this is heading is Romans defending against AJ and Saudi. That's what the streets are saying. They've had some bangers, so I'm okay with that. And it's been seven years since we've seen them in the ring. And the they fact had that some bangers, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm okay uh, with that. I, listen, you know where I'm at. I've been I've been preaching to you for months now on how I want Roman to kind of check off those last few like names that he hasn't defended the belt against on this run. And he's yep, AJ's yep. one of those people. Yep. Um, but what I found also interesting, too, we saw backstage Paul Heyman and LA Knight face to face and Heyman and him had uh, a little bit of a confrontation. And so, uh, and that hope,
1: confrontation is just, this, enough, this, is, this is not happening. Like,
0: listen, the first, we, we talked about this on the last episode. Cause he threw sh- shade on LA night, like, you know, behind his back or whatever. And that like backstage interview. And I was like, all right, this didn't happen for no reason, but like, you know, whatever. And then like weeks later, then they actually are face to face with each other. So like, I don't feel – I mean, I feel like it's not too out of the realm of possibility to maybe think that Roman could be defending the belt against Knight at the Rumble or something.
1: I'm with that
0: Because, like, it. okay, the reason why I say this, they know – from just a ratings and a draw standpoint, that that feud and that program and match is going to do numbers for them. And then on the contrary to that, depending on how overnight is at the time, I'm not saying this is going to be a Daniel Bryan situation, but if you put Knight against like literally the top match you could possibly have in the company and like, let the fans know ahead of time, the guy's not in the rumble match, you know, like,
1: right.
0: It's not like you know you're not teasing them to the point where they're like counting down to number thirty, thinking he's coming out and winning the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think that
1: that's so infuriating. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. And you know know, the funny thing is they knew they were they knew what they were doing too with that shit. But that was that was definitely an fu to and a troll to the fans, man. Because. My God! Sorry, like bro, the Daniel bro. Bryan thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. That was probably
0: the one time Rey Mysterio has been like booed in his entire career.
1: Bro, they booed bro. Dude, I booed Rey Mysterio off the building that night. I remember that. I was I love Rey Mysterio, but I booed the hell out of him. I booed him then, and I booed him. I hate to say this, I really do. I'm so sorry for this, man. I'm so sorry. All right, but I definitely booed him when he won the title at WrestleMania, bro. Uh, in, in the
0: trip 22. Yeah, no,
1: no, in uh, um, uh, in like uh, 07 or 06.
0: Oh, you you talking about the Kurt Angle match with Randy Orton,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I booed the hell out of him, man. I sure did. What, you wanted Orton to win, I did. I want to either Orton or Ang- okay. So, here's dude, I'm, I'm so sorry for this, man. This comes off as horrible. We all know that Ray Mysterio won that because of Eddie, because of Eddie's passing. Yeah. We all know that. But yo, oh, man, come on, bro. It or- was Kurt me. Angle and it was Kurt Angle and Randy
0: Orton, man. Bro, but like the thing is, is like Kurt Angle's run is the 2006 wrestling machine world heavyweight title run is so underrated because of how short it was. It had so yeah. much meat still on the bone.
1: Yeah. I actually, he took, all, he took all that. He took all that adrenaline and took it to TNA and had some of the best matches of his career, bro.
0: Listen, I mean, it, now that you bring this up, I actually did read that Orton was supposed to win that match originally, but he got caught smoking backstage or whatever, and they were like going to suspend them, so that's why they didn't have him win. So I don't know where that could have gone, but if you want to do like long term booking, Orton winning that title and then possibly have a Mysterio go through his hard times and win in the next year at 30 At uh, yeah I mean would have been crazy oh yeah but you know Vince probably had as much patience in his <laughs> yeah I don't know but,
1: none no patience none. No, let's, get this, let's get this done let's make this money let's let's get this out and we can keep this moving Bro, what about the the? Uh, I don't even know
0: if they got a name yet. We'll call them the Hurt Prophets, I guess. Uh, they and Judgment Day face to face last Friday. I guess we're getting that possibly in the near future. I mean, they seemingly teased that. So,
1: I I I want them to hold off on it for a little bit because Judgment Day is real hot right now, and you can't have a faction like you know what Bobby is building come off. And the first thing they do is lose. So let's keep teasing that for a little bit. Hit, do some more, do some more games, maybe at a Survivor Series or some shit, man.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, JD McCullough take the pin (laughs) for
0: somebody's got to take the pin. It's going to be him. (laughs) It's It's going to be, yeah. Um, Dirty Dumb.
1: Bro, do you think, oh, dude? I'm hearing they pump. They've been pumping in the booze, bro. Have they been pumping in the booze?
0: I think I kind of am starting to think so. I'm not going Damn, lie.
1: dude! I thought I thought that he was uh, legit because he was actually getting there for a while.
0: No, yeah, around like mania time.
1: Yeah. Or they hate, that, man? I, I think that kind of want to
0: get that mental. Yeah, Asuka and EO Sky are going to be having a title <laughs> match in a couple weeks on SmackDown. Um, another match <laughs> that I would have liked to see on Fastlane. I don't know why they keep like giving us this free television shit where there's going to be commercials, but, you know. EO's
1: going to retain, but, I mean, Asuka deserves better.
0: They both do, because now Io's just getting the same treatment that Asuka got with her rain. I don't even know if you can call it a rain because it doesn't even feel like one. Like,
1: it, 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 It's a pass-around belt for a damage control. But bro, if it's, up,
0: if it's up to me... Break them apart. If it's up to me, Bailey wins the rumble and she's facing El for the belt at forty. I'm not saying she wins, but I'd rather that than another like Charlotte title match at Mania. But you know it's coming. Like
1: you know, you know it is. Bro. She she'll be getting eighteen. She'll be getting eighteen title reigns. I promise you that.
0: But the thing is, is like nobody like. You, Find me on, like, I could probably name, like, on five – like, not even, like, five fingers any one of those title reigns that's any memorable. That's the thing. Like, it's all fluff, dude. Like,
1: it's like her Her first Divas title win that turned into the Women's Championship is probably, like, the one that stands out the most just because I think it was one of the longest. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah.
0: No, because I'm pretty sure what happened was she had that – she won the Divas title – held it and it got branded into the women's at mania the one where she won the triple threat against becky and sasha and then if i remember correctly she lost it on the first raw after the 2016 brand split to sasha that's Shit. what i yeah so and then sasha dropped it right back and then they just kept passing it to each
1: other so bro does i'm not trying to be funny does sasha have one successful title defense
0: Well, yeah, because she had a pretty decent run in twenty twenty one, and then she lost to Bianca. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because like, it, it just felt like that's that's always been the thing, man. Like she she'll win a big match, man, but like the first title defense, like she dropped that bitch off the kids at the daycare. I don't like what the fuck. What are we doing?
0: Listen, bro. Like that at that time, I think like product wise, we were in the trenches. (laughs) to put it bluntly. Like, I didn't realize how good we have it to where like, I'm watching a payback show and I'm like genuinely invested in what's happening. And I remember times when I'm like staying up to like past midnight. I'm like a corpse at this point, trying to like force myself to watch what's in care, what's going on in a Punjabi prison match, main eventing battlegrounds with Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. So I kind of just take the, the small Ws where I
1: get them these days. Listen, Jinder Mahal could have been a quality champion and a quality heel had they built him up and then just go from zero to fucking hero like that. Okay? He went from, he went from losing every single match to the top championship, bro. Like, bro, hold on, man. That's, all right, but whatever, bro, whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that, <laughs> that that's probably a good place to close it. Um, you know, we, we uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll, like, send you that thing again, and then we'll see predictions. I'll post them up, see how we do. Um, as far as I know at this point, I'm pretty sure there has not been any matches announced yet for Fastlane. We're, we're about three weeks away. They usually take a little bit to announce their cards. They usually end up announcing them, like, two weeks before, so – I don't even know if we'll get like a match announcement tonight, probably next week, the earliest, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll just uh, kind of see where it goes from here. I'm kind of excited to see, I think the product they've been doing some long-term seed planting these past two episodes of Raw and Smackdown. And I think that especially like once we hit November time, we're kind of going to be like full throttle, full steam ahead here. Once Roman's back on TV, we're going to be having our Saudi in November, uh, we got two PLEs coming up in November with um, the beginning of the month with uh, Saudi and then the end of the month with Survivor Series. So once we hit November time, I think product's going to be like full steam ahead and then into rumble season. So, But I'm scared. I got a healthy bit of trepidation right now because of this merger that happened from what I've been seeing on Twitter. No, like, talent's been released or, like, you know,
1: Coaches it's coming, though. People, I hate to say it. I
0: have been seeing executives are getting have been getting cut.
1: Like Executives, I mean, that's going to be the first round. But unfortunately, man, they're most clean, even if it's a small scale.
0: I don't know, man. I just got a bad feeling about all this. We might, we
1: might be watching AEW a lot sooner than we think we are.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even know if I'd go that far. I think I would just bow out completely and be like, all right, well. This <laughs> is...
1: That's, that's it for me. <laughs> Probably, yeah.
0: Get into anime or something. I don't know. Bide some time,
1: bro. It's all good. We always have peacock and we always have the old old shit. So
0: yeah, there's always you know an outlet somewhere. Catch my drift, you know. But uh, all right, man. This was fun. Yes, uh, sir, man. We'll keep posting and uh, see you next episode. Yes, sir. See that's you, bro. Recent.